the book of Revelation, chapter 16 and 17. They shall hunger no more, neither shall they thirst no more. Praise preacher, for God shall light the way every tear from the eye. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for a revolution up in here on past the ox. Wait a minute. Hit that theme music, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, highlight. Don't forget the real though. Yeah, yeah. I bet you won't turn me up. What's that you bumping? It ain't vibing hard enough. Hey, no, check my playlist. Guaranteed you ain't hit up. From the indies to the mainstream, bringing that stuff. Music talks from the way and run it, run it, run it. Pass that ox, pass that Up in the Ford, I feel like I'm Harrison Star Ford. on the fast track, mighty and morphing my name's Morphin Feel like a gentleman, top of my class A legend, I'm feeling like three stacks okay. Word to Aaliyah, taking it back and forth I'm feeling so wonderful Ladies and gentle gents What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? As you can tell by the intro of this here thing Boy, welcome to an edition of Past the Ox you already know we got a loaded show ahead for y'all on today, including something that's already been the topic of discussion amongst the people, <laughs> party people, the revolutionary, the saints, the name, I mean, you name it however you want to play it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we have, we have a hell of a show for you on today, and I say that term very loosely, people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> y'all probably say he's a Christian rapper. He just said, yeah, well, yeah, that's the whole point. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Uh, <laughs> it's your boy, Duane, your favorite host and neighborhood mediator. You already know we in the building. Joined by my favorite panel of peoples. First introducing my also lovely tag team co-host of a partner in the Queen of Cratchit, Miss Boozy Thugging herself. Hey, Janine, what's happening? Woo, woo, woo. Hey, guys. Hey, 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 hey. And you already know, we, we we can't forget, you know, this this episode is so action-packed that we had to introduce and bring another guy that y'all already know. You know, he tried to stay out the spotlight, but we couldn't help it. We had to bring him in for this one, because we already know he got a lot to say on this, too. So, ladies and gentlemen, y'all already know the hardest working band in show business. Y'all already know my boy, the one, the only Clyde baby. That's right, one, two, Mr. Derek Myers. What's up, sir? What's going on? What's going on, guys? Ah, not much, man. Not much. You know, I mean, sheesh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What a week. What a week. I'll sure say that. <laughs> it's been a hell of a week. Hasn't it? Yes. That's a word that's going to be used on the final one today, ladies and gentlemen. But without further ado, y'all already know how we do this thing, man. Real quick, we're going to keep this thing off real nice and smooth because y'all know how we kick things off. Uh, peoples, what's been in your ears? So, ladies first, as you know. Metaphorical head, not cool. Um, I've been listening to a lot of R&B still. Um, that's the vibe. Um, I, I'm not, I haven't been introduced, but I'm listening to him more. Loner, L-O-N-R. Have you ever heard of this artist? Mm-mm. Heard of him. Yeah, he sounds familiar. No, okay. I haven't. Well, yeah. Great guy. Great, great uh, voice. I've been listening to him. I've been listening to Music Soul Child. Um, listening to a lot of Summer Walker. That's that's been my vibe this week. Mm, love it, love it. Okay, okay, brother Derek, sir. 
How about you, man? I actually listen, listen to Music Soul Child as well. Um, I think it's because that that 85 South show uh, episode a couple weeks ago. I've kind of been listening to him since that mm-hmm. episode. But um, Music Soul Child, some, I've been listening to some reggae. Um, mm-hmm. And Casey and JoJo. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> They're throwing back. Okay. Yeah. We're going way back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. I mean, well, yeah, you know, J. Cole as well, but of course. I'm not going to count him right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel, I feel. Uh, well, you know, your boy has actually been vibing. And, uh, I took myself back in the year of what was that, 2004, five. Six and possibly seven. I found myself just in that whole dance era of uh, hip hop. You know, the the crank dats and the, oh, you know uh, the era of the crank dats had me just randomly oh, going there man. in the chicken noodle soups. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, all of those unique, fun little dance songs from back yeah. then that just had us really, you know, super hype. And I know you got dance songs up today, but they just don't seem to do it the way they did it back then you know what i mean i don't know something about that era of dance wave you know the long tees the white yeah. tees and the baggy thing you know that 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 whole like long era of jeans, stuff long so, shorts yeah yeah you know it was, i don't know it was just a very interesting era <laughs> of style like wearing, wearing jean and gauchos that's exactly what y'all was <laughs> come on man like it was a very interesting time that was. So listening back yeah. to that stuff kind of had me just really, you know, and 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 least be known, ironically, so, songs like Crank That Batman and, and Crank That Yank actually catapulted, you know, well, of course, uh, who are we kidding? Crank That Soldier Boy kind of set the path, but then all these other Crank That's that on, just went up. viral. You know, the original yeah. viral sensations of what made dance songs what they are today. Before there was a TikTok. Before there was a Vine, before there was a U, well, YouTube was actually there. So yeah, YouTube was still there, but it wasn't what it is now. So therefore, YouTube was kind of hitting the scene for the first time, and this is where we started seeing stuff go viral. You know, next thing you know, everybody and their mama was snapping, yeah, dancing, you know, doing their own incarnation of whatever they saw a group doing and killing in a viral video. So you know, found myself in that little era and. Uh, Still found myself in the mid-2000s because I found myself listening to a lot of mid-2000 music. However, I also took a trip to the 2010s, baby. A very era that is going to get discussed on later this evening of this here show, which is partial into what is going to be such an impactful episode. Uh, but that about does it for what's been in our ears on this week. I have week's. a question. What, what, what was your favorite crank that dance my favorite crank that dance honestly was the batman because that was the only one that i really could do <laughs> i like to whoop rico, <laughs> rico. <laughs> you know i couldn't get into that one i never liked That's the beat of like it, right? i don't fight in like real life so like yeah, yeah so it's, <laughs> it's funny though because that yeah, when you found out the backstory of that one it was like oh no wonder that one went famous okay you know but hey black people will make a joke or a dance off of anything oh yeah <laughs> ain't this the truth people ain't yeah, this the sure. truth you gotta love it you gotta love it so 
ladies and gentlemen, that's what's been in our ears throughout the week. So y'all already know, man, we got a playlist coming for y'all on stuff like this. We got a playlist coming for you on stuff like fans. You know what I mean? We got a lot of playlists coming in discussion. So make sure y'all get ready to follow everything on Spotify side of things because we got a lot of dope playlists coming for y'all based off what's been in our ears and uh, a lot of these battles that you've been seeing. But nonetheless, let's go on to the the nitty gritty. And I'm going to pass this over to my co-host because y'all already know what's been going on in entertainment news on this week, Cuzzo. Can we talk about how the plies jumped out of Kirk Franklin this week? Because (laughs) can we talk about it? I okay so I didn't hear the actual audio did y'all hear the audio I just read oh no I didn't hear the audio oh I heard oh it was intense oh it's intense oh it's intense oh Oh, okay so this is how I feel (laughs) just based off of the comments Oh boy! Firstly, play this thing. (laughs) No, please play it. Yes, I think we should play it for. Should we play it for the people? (laughs) Like we should play it for the people. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we should definitely. It's it's only fair to the people who haven't heard the following audio. Uh, It's only fair that we play this for you. And guess what? The beauty of this show is you won't hear it with the expletives in the process because this is a show that allows Uh, things to air like that. So, you know, as as a good Christian. (laughs) I know that he's a Christian artist, but he was not very, you know, I heard he was being explicit that day. Well, let me well, just say you this. Know, everybody has, I you was know. actually proud. Oh boy. <laughs> you were what? I was proud. Yes, okay. Uh, I was yes. proud. Yeah, yeah. It was like the ability to string those words together. Like it was just it was <laughs> very and art, it was very artistic. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, before we even just give you our complete, complete analysis of what we feel about this, allow us to take it to the tape. So ladies and gentlemen, compliments of YouTube itself, it's already made it to that status. So yes, go figure, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I'd like to thank our uh, special source in the YouTube, you know, and Google. The Bachelor is back. Stream it live on ABC. But ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Congregations, uh, people among the nations, however you feel, ladies and gentlemen, that in full effect was the interesting, oh so 
not so maybe so wise words of Kirk Franklin coming out of his own, you know, mindset. But uh, Derek, sir, <laughs> well, actually, no, Janine, ma'am. Now that you've actually physically heard this, based off the look on your face here, um, please explain now how you feel on your thoughts after hearing the idea of this. Maybe this speaks to my toxicness, but like y'all were like y'all were shocked at like that. That was not that bad. How many times have our parents threatened to break their foot off in our ass because we're being disrespectful and just based? I've seen what a dynamic is between a son and a father when the son thinks that he's too grown to respect his father, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously, like, you're not playing the whole thing. We don't know how this started. We don't know what caused Kurt to go off like that. Play me the whole thing. I need to know the whole situation. And, um... Yeah, I don't know. Like that wasn't that bad to me. Maybe, maybe we're shocked because it's Kirk Franklin, but that goes back to what we've said so many times on this podcast. Stop putting these celebrities on these pedestals as if they aren't human and they don't have emotions and they don't have moments where they gotta get get street real quick or 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 get aggressive real quick. Um do you, do y'all want to give your feedback on the audio before I go into the apology? Well, I'm glad you were going to say that. Uh, Many Derek, of you feel, know I have Feel free to, uh, before we play the apology, Derek, go ahead and give your analysis, sir, and uh, let the people know what you think uh, post, you know, pre-apology. Yeah, well, <clears throat> um, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I, I, I thought it was, it was masterful. Um, like Janine, I didn't feel like it was, uh, I wasn't shocked, honestly. Like, what the, the thing that I am actually kind of shocked about, there's two things. One, his, his, his preaching voice is his shouting voice. So that, that, that matched very well. So it sounded like you were listening to him, you know, live in concert. Uh, <laughs> two, the the lady laughing in the background. I'm like, that's the one thing that no one has actually like really addressed. Like, it was that his wife, you know, like and and why like why was she why was she laughing as hard as she was? I mean, I was laughing, but that's that's a different dynamic, but she like my sister was saying that she thinks it was her because the laugh actually matched how the wife looks in the face which i thought actually it makes a lot of sense but <laughs> um but i actually i i i'm not shocked like the one thing that i will say that i'm i'm kind of disappointed in is that a lot of people act as if they don't get into these situations with family I've, I have, <laughs> I have, I'm not, I can't sit here and, and say that that's never happened to my family. You know, it's not, it's not something that's, that's been prevalent, but I've had to, I've had to, I've had to go there because someone took me sometimes there some that's point. the only time people will understand. Like I've tried the convoys, yeah. I've tried the therapist, 
okay, well, you you want to take it there, so now we're here. Now that's the <laughs> level. here now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's unfortunate, but that's what sometimes happens in families, you know? Um, I don't know their situation or, or their, uh, their, their relationship. I actually didn't even realize that he had a son, uh, that old. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's sad in that sense that, that their relationship isn't good, but the, the break in the neck thing was, was hilarious how he said that. I, I'm sorry. That, that just... How he like punched the Holy Spirit had taken he, over. Yeah, it's like how he punched nigga in there, just like it just hit. It hit you. That that <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> and so I, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, God bless. What him. do you think, Wayne? <laughs> okay, so this morning I actually saw the apology first. So before this was even really a thing, my instinct was. Kurt is doing an apology video. Something happened. Let me go find out what the heck happened. Because apparently, to my understanding, this was on a Saturday night. So obviously, didn't see nothing about it. Didn't hear nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I just happened to be on Twitter scrolling. Saw the video from Kurt. Said, what's this? Looked at it. And instantly, I already just off of his apology was already kind of like whatever this is I respect you already because that's how you apologize and lay out where it didn't feel forced didn't feel like something this PR person made him do didn't feel like something that had to be out there like it was sincere I felt the sincerity from whatever this was so then I go look it up come across this now i'm thinking there was an actual video of him actually shouting this only Mm -hmm. to find out okay then i'm just hearing audio so upon hearing the audio part the curse words were like okay we human things happen you know what i mean uh again like you guys nothing that shocks a person if this happened to lecrae next week (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised you know like some of the highest figures in gospel and christian rap or heck in general you know whether you're an inspirational person uh you know regardless of if you're thinking oh there's no way this person could curse i mean it's it's more so i'm happy and proud to see people actually siding with kurt from what i've seen in this uh nobody's trying to cancel him apparently there are people out there trying to cancel this man i don't know why because of some curse words you know, when you have people who have done much worse for way many worse reasons and secrets that come to light, you know, like an R. Kelly type individual where secrets are brought to the light, which really aren't that secret either because you kind of knew about it. But when it's really, really brought, you know what I'm saying? Those are the type of things. Or, or Tory Lanez and the way people can cancel this guy, you know, off of obvious reasons. You know, these type of things are where it's like, okay, so it's a toxic relationship with his son. It's it's one of those things where it's sad, you know, but no family's ever perfect anyway. You show me one and I'll pay you a million dollars that I don't have to pay you, but still, <laughs> you know, uh, show me a family that's perfect and never argues and never has some type of dysfunction, you know, 
I've seen this with my own father on his side of the family. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these type of things. I saw a freaking fight break out at my grandma's funeral for crying out loud. So these type of things when brought to the light, it's like, hey, what do you do? What do you say? You know, you, you know, personally, I'm not even gonna sit there and say I forgive Kurt or anything. It's not for me to say I forgive him again. He slipped up. It was in the heat of a moment, heated conversation. It's your son. And I mean, at the end of the day, the son was being disrespectful because it don't matter how old you are, that's still your father, man. At the end of the day, yes. you gotta show respect with respect is due, player. Can't be coming at your dad. And then that's petty because really, in my opinion, it makes him look more bad than it makes Kurt look bad. You really wanted to record that for what? That's your dad. I'm pretty sure he's making mad money that he's probably giving you or taking care of you in some kind of way. And you want to jeopardize that? by putting his reputation out there to try to ruin it makes no sense because at the end of the day you don't get famous from it and you don't do what your dad does obviously so what was the point of it so at the end of the day uh you know all fingers to me point more so at the sun as they say you point one finger three point right back at you those three are very much pointing right back at you playboy because at the end of the day again the apology video is what I saw first. And just off seeing that, I already knew. Forgive, wipe it away. Hey, man, you slipped, you fall, you got back up. Your people still love you. Man's I nice. feel differently about the um, video than, than, than you do. I feel like the fuck was the point because at the end of the day, that was the whole situation. I agree. The son, I don't like when family members of celebrities do these things where they record the 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 famous person and they post it for like clout because that's exactly what it is like what are you doing this for and then when kurt came and apologized this is a family matter like you're you're not even apologizing to your son for the way that you spoke to him you're apologizing to the the media Mm -hmm. i feel like like for what for what purpose? I, I didn't like, I mean, I guess I get it because he's like, okay, I'm sure y'all felt like I was higher than how I acted, but I don't like when people apologize to the media because we, we forget so easily anyway. So the fuck was the point of the apology? Let's Derek, before you give that thought, let's, let's mm-hmm. play that apology real quick to emphasize what Janine is. And then we'll come back right mm-hmm. to you off of that. So ladies and gentlemen, here's the apology video from Kirk himself that was addressed on the situation with the son. Many of you know, I have an older son named Carrie Ann Franklin. In May, you'll be 33. For many years, we have had a toxic relationship with him as a family. We've tried for many years through counseling, through therapy, to try to rectify. This private family matter. Recently, my son and I had an argument that he chose to record. I felt extremely disrespected in that conversation and I lost my temper. And I said words that are not appropriate. And I'm sincerely sorry to all of you. I sincerely apologize. I want you to know as a father that during that conversation, I called the family therapist and got that therapist on the phone to try to help. He never played that part of the recording. I'm not perfect. I'm human and I'm going to make mistakes and I'm trying to get it right. Please keep me and my family in your prayers. 
All right. So, uh, Derek, um, and I'm sure Janine will probably capitalize some more after giving a second listen to it. But, Derek, go ahead and explain what you were about to get into uh, after hearing about the apology. Yeah, I, I can't help but feel like if this was someone, let's say this was an artist that wasn't a Christian artist. Hey there, problem solvers. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I, I can't help but feel like this would be, you know, just like kind of like brushing on the rug. I think this is mainly this is a big issue because this is someone that is a Christian artist, period. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I I I understand a little bit as to why he's apologizing, but like like Janine said, this is a family issue, man. Like this is this is one reason why I don't I, like fame is never something that I ever want because something like this. You know, if you have a family issue and it gets it gets out put out there like that, now you gotta talk about it in public. What's private should be should remain private. That's exactly where I feel like the son definitely messed up because he uh he came out uh I think he made a uh, Instagram post and uh said something to the effect of like this has been something that's been going on for 14 years. Like they've had this you know type of relationship and uh he just didn't know what else to do in order to get love from his family or something like that. Something, something that said that effect. But here's my thing. Like, I can, I can understand, like, not um, being able to connect with your, your parents or, or whatever. I can understand that being an issue. But what, what do you gain from airing it out? Like, it's not like you're going to get a, a better relationship with your dad by the public hearing this this argument apparently td jakes was on the call too like i like the thing it gets more random as it goes this is exactly why this should not be out there it's private it's a private thing try to resolve it privately if you can't resolve it privately just leave it well leave well enough alone there's no need this shouldn't be a public thing the the, the the son like you said Dwayne I think he he did uh um this did make him look a little you know make make him look worse because this doesn't there there's no point in this this is this is this is weird it's weird and and I like I feel bad for both party for all parties involved but airing it out publicly doesn't does nothing you gain nothing it's making it worse if anything. And now you're having people that, like Janine said, there's no context to, to, to this reporting. So now you're having people that have no context. They have only one side of the argument, technically. Mm-hmm. Now they're, they're putting their thoughts and opinions on your issues. That, that, does, that, doesn't, that doesn't go well. There's, there's nothing you gain out of that. I, I, like, eh. Again, teach his own. It is what it is, but the son kind of yeah. I hope I hope he enjoys his fifteen minutes of fame with this because uh, there's nothing that's gonna come out. Fifteen of this seconds is done. It's over with. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I think, like Derek said, it's really the fact that it that Kirk Franklin is a Christian artist, right? But this is why people like the the um cussing preacher. 
even though he's an extreme case of it. But Eddie the Long. reason why is because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, you know, Christians oftentimes have this like, oh, we are perfect and like, and like we are holier than art thou. We don't curse. We don't, we don't, we don't falter. We don't make mistakes. But if you would just come off rip, like, hey, yes, I am a Christian artist, but sometimes I can take it there. This type of situation won't be as shocking. Not yeah. saying, you know, as a Christian, you're not supposed to try to lead by example, but regardless of what your religion is, we're all human. We all falter. We all have moments. Yeah. Totally 100% agree uh, with both of you guys. And I mean, again, uh, me, now you see why I personally, when I saw that first, personally, I, I looked at the video more so as like, you know, um, it felt more sincere because of the fact that it was, it was a professional way of, as you mentioned, Derek, keeping it private by not going into too much detail, but understanding like, look, it was a toxic relationship. We tried to work this out. We tried to make this as good as we can, X, Y, Z. I said things I did not want to say. I said it out of anger. I lost my temper. And, you know, literally at the end of the day, asking the true Christians out there, the true praying people out there, hey, keep me in your prayers. Because again, not just off of me losing my temper, but just this gen this relationship in general being, you know, what it is to where it's come to this, where his son's releasing videos of him just uttering out cuss words and something that sounds like a threat to him when again what are you trying to indicate by saying is that is that a threat do we all not get threatened by our parents at the time for things that we didn't said like and why did? and why were we being threatened because we were out of pocket exactly <laughs> we were exactly. out of pocket exactly you know just trying to shed the right the, the the wrong type of light on an individual like kurt not cool man not cool you know and that's and that's coming from blood you know what i mean so that's that's you know that, that's it's, it's pretty hurtful but at the same time it's one of those things i know i hope that at some point somehow eventually this gets worked out in some kind of way again 14 years is a long time to be battling something like this so who knows but Definitely, I'm one of those ones that really hope that uh, this family matter gets resolved in some kind of way. And as you mentioned, Derek, to the individual who was laughing, if that was said wife, possibly, then yeah, let's not do that. I know yes. it sounds funny when you hear preacher Kurt, you know, uh, kind of cursing that way. But, uh, you know, based off the family matter, uh, wifey, that, that, ain't, that ain't the moment to laugh. You know what I'm but saying? See, that's like, not, it, like, I'm pretty sure she's heard him cuss before. That's that's not that's not that can't be the first time she's ever heard him do that. But it's just what he said and like that that whole that whole timing just kind of seemed a little off. Mm. You know, I, I don't know. It is it something wasn't right about it. I think what what this speaks to too is like people think just just because we're family, like I'm not like I'm not supposed to check you when things go left. Like just like just because we're blood does not mean that I'm just gonna let you um, be toxic towards me. I'm not gonna let you talk any type of way to me. Like if that's the energy you're bringing, like I'll cut you off or I'll take it there with you. And Kirk was like, <laughs> "I'll break your neck. Do not play with me." <laughs> yeah. 
do you guys have fa- like family members that you just don't mess with? Me personally, no. Thank no? God. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I have blood that I will never, I just will never, will never be in the same room again, ever. I don't want to be. You know, there's there's some stuff that just happens in families that, and that's that's why like it's throwing me off that a lot of people are well I, maybe not a lot but there are people that are trying to to either cancel Kirk on this or you know have their whole say on it and say that he was wrong in this situation when you have someone that's that's that you're related to that you just don't mess with. For whatever reason, that's that's between you and that and that and that family member. If you don't mess with them, cool. But and I'm pretty sure that that Kirk was trying to keep this private, like that, as he should. You got someone that that just wants to air it out. So yeah, I hope he gets what he can get from this because it ain't like this is a 16 year old kid. It's a grown man. It's a grown man. Like I, that is another part of this whole the the narrative I would like for people to stop talking about as if this was like some kid. It's a grown man that he was talking to, and and mm-hmm. when you're talking to a grown man, you feel another ma- man disrespects you. You've got to put put him in check. I can't tell you, tell you how many times I've had to put someone in check for feeling like they were dis- they were they were coming at me wrong. You know what I'm saying? And 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 you either get past it or you or you just stop talking to that person you know it doesn't it is what it is I, I, I whatever i hope they get past this and and are able to mend defenses but when someone takes you to that point there it's not a one off thing it's, it's probably a, happened before it's probably yeah. built up to this point um it's yeah. going to take i What's what's her name? Ayana fix my life. That, oh, that's what's gonna have to happen. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she <laughs> she she's apparently retiring from the show. Or like this is gonna be her last season, I think. So. Oh wow. Yeah. So we won't be able to see that one, but maybe she'll do a special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We shall see. But again. <clears throat> Thoughts are definitely with uh, Mr. Franklin and that uh, and the Franklin family uh, resolving those private matters. Uh, hopefully, again, we don't see that with uh, anyone else for that matter. But again, it's the social media era. It's the social media age. What can we say at this point? Well, we're not surprised. More to Kirk, right though. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening more to Kirk. I, I'd say I'm. Yeah, Stomp, Stomp is my favorite <laughs> song right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it hit different, don't it? It, hits it hit different, Oh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so uh Miss Janine, do we have anything else uh in the entertainment field of things that has significantly happened throughout this week that we need to know about before we move on to our history matter? That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> I think Nas won Nas just won his uh first Grammy. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, congrats. yeah. congratulations yeah. to rapper Nas winning his first Grammy, uh, which is shocking to me. That's 
that, that's shocking to me. It's weird. Very shocking. His first. So you got to tell me the Illmatic doesn't have a Grammy. Wow. That's that's interesting. Uh, okay. Uh, but again, hey, just goes to show people, grinds are worth a lifetime. No matter how long you've been in the game, it's never too late for you to win that Grammy if you desire to win it. You don't always need it. Drake kind of made that known uh, last year before, you know, he got <coughs> cut off. But, uh, hey, it is what it is. Uh, so, again, congrats to Mr. Nas on winning his first ever Grammy. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, transition into our history portion of this uh, episode where, uh, speaking of Nas, a certain individual who once uh, beefed with Nas, apparently at some point during an East Coast, West Coast uh, battle uh, compliments of the OTS guys on Instagram and of course Facebook on the sidelines reports that it has officially been as of March 14th it has been the 26th year anniversary of Tupac's album Me Against the World Me Against the World debuted of course as you know March 14th of 1995 and of course it featured singles such as So Many Tears, Temptations, and of course, the one song you know you love to play on Mother's Day, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, Dear Mama. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I must ask uh, before the panel here, what did you think about this album? Is there anything that stood out about this album? Is there anything that's always going to be rememberable to you about this album? Head I mean, <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, I don't know, man. Just it's a classic, and 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 it's timeless, and um, it just speaks to the fact that Tupac was more than a rapper. Uh, he was a poet, and he spoke to things that we're gonna relate to forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he went to art school, right? Yeah. Like. I, I I really wish we got more pop. He, I really wish we got more of him because he was on that path of just he. Can you imagine how much bigger he would have been? He just you know being able to stay alive. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know 20, 24 years. That's twenty four years. Twenty five. Twenty five. Or 26, sorry, you said 26. 26. Yeah, it's been 26 years. Jesus, man. Wow. Was, was it five? God. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's. Says a lot, Classic, ladies and gentlemen. Man. Yeah. Definitely so. Um, and of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, uh, to our younger audiences out there who may not have known, you know, who don't know their history possibly, or they, you know, they're doing the research, they just say that, this is the one album, and I'm pretty sure there aren't many rappers, if any, to my knowledge, that have released an album while currently incarcerated. This was Tupac's album that was released while he was in prison. Me Against the World made an immediate impact on the charts, debuting at number one on the Billboard 200, holding the top spot for four consecutive weeks and top R&B slash hip-hop albums chart. Dear Mama was released as the album's first single and will be the most successful single, topping the hot rap singles chart and peaking number 
nine on the Billboard Hot 100. While Tupac was in prison, the album overtook Bruce Springsteen's Bruce Springsteen's greatest hits as the current best-selling album of the year in the United States. And of course, this eventually certified double platinum uh, at the 38th Grammy Awards. The album was nominated for Best Rap Album. And of course, Dear Mama was nominated for Best Rap Solo Performance. Album received generally acclaimed reviews by critics being ranked among the best albums of the 1990s, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, oh yeah, and last thing, can't forget this, 2008, National Association of Recording Merchandisers in conjunction with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame included Me Against the World in its list of definitive 200 albums of all time. So that is Tupac, ladies and gentlemen. What more can you say? 25 years old to accomplish something like that. Gone too soon, ladies and gentlemen. Just imagine. Imagine right there. Yeah. Doing all of that at 25. I definitely think he would have gone into politics had he, st- had he stayed alive. Ooh, what an interesting Politics like a Killer Mike type politics or like yeah, legit politics? Yeah, Killer Mike. Killer Mike. Okay. I, 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 okay. I can't see him going. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the presidential level, right? Nah, yeah, nah, 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 nah. nah, nah. The world wouldn't let that happen. I know, I don't, that, but I don't think he would have wanted to. Nor would he have been able to really do technically because of yeah. his record. Yeah, yeah. I so I think I think he would have been like a killer Mike type, but I think he he would have made a huge impact in that area too. Mm-hmm. Similar to how uh Nipsey was doing um uh before he passed, you know, like how he was trying to, you know, have create peace between gangs and stuff like that. You know. He, he he was doing his stuff too before he before he, uh, his his uh, passing. So, I like I, I I think I think Pac would have been on that level for sure. One hundred percent agreed. Uh, so again, shout out to me against the world. One of the most known sayings that we like to use a lot to advertise. I believe that very album cover is a lot like Thriller, where you see it on many T-shirts and many merchandises all over. The- you know, into this day in fashion, hip hop culture. So uh, ready to die out. as well. Ready to die as well. You know, mm-hmm. uh, just goes to show. So uh, that's a uh, very fitting seeing as how, you know, shameless plug, ladies and gentlemen, it's official that we have for the month of March, March the 26th, mark your calendars. It's going down right here on the fans battle. We got our next official fans battle right here on OTS. We got none other than notorious big going one-on-one with his old friend slash beef buddy that's right tupac shakur ladies and gentlemen i know pause that didn't sound right but hey you know blame hip-hop for giving the term beef okay ladies and gentlemen (laughs) but anyways ladies and gentlemen it's going down tupac versus biggie uh it's only fitting seeing as how both of these gentlemen have a uh, very interesting tie to the month of March. Uh, as we just mentioned, you know, one managed to actually pass away in this month and yet another managed to actually set records within this month from the release of a debut album. So therefore, uh, that should be interesting. So mark those calendars. It'll be going down 8.30 p.m. Eastern time 
That's right. For all of you different time zone heads out there, you know what time zone to match that up to. Not going to go there to those specifics, but nonetheless, 8.30 Eastern time, Biggie versus Pac, March the 26th, right here on YouTube. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right on into the meat topic of discussion. Because this right here was something I definitely chopped it up with the team about. They said this was going to be a phenomenal <laughs> Yeah, shout out to you, cousin. Uh, talked with the team about this. They said this would be a phenomenal idea. And it just came across going when I was on my retro trip. As I told you guys earlier in the What's In My Ear segment, I took a trip to the 2010s and I found myself listening to a lot of music from an era of hip hop that I believe we spoke about before, Mr. Derek, on this very episode, on this very show. Well, we talked about that era of the 2010s and hip hop and a lot of the rise of so many talented artists. So without further ado, this is something that I'm gonna call fell off or on point, ladies and gentlemen. So. Shout out to Double XL Magazine, as you all know. Double XL Magazine annually always releases a list known as the freshman class of hip hop rappers, rappers who are either on the rise, killing it on the underground scene, or, you know, got potential to be next up, you know? So this started for the very first time in the year of 2007, ladies and gentlemen. So this is as far back as it goes. There is nothing beyond 2007. So if you are a rapper anywhere below 2007, you are not a part of this list, okay? Albeit if it was around then, pretty sure you would have known some notable names, you know, 50 Cent and all those guys, Ja Rule and all of those guys and all of these guys who were killing it, you know, post you know, pre-2007, yes, there was no coincidence in naming these <laughs> figures. Eminem, yet another guy, you know, just, just throwing some names out there, you know, had this been around beyond 2007. But since this is the birth of this very list to this day that is still going on, according to Wikipedia, ladies and gentlemen, let's get started. And I'm just going to name some notable names coming from 2007 on up to current day, Okay. And I want y'all to tell me, fell off or on point in terms of their success level, okay? Y'all ready? Yeah. Let's get this. Let's, yeah. let's get this started and open the floor for this discussion. So here we go. Double XL Magazine debuts Wait. in 2007 with their freshman list and the first ever freshman class for Double XL in 2007. Notable names coming off of this list. We have Plies, a.k.a. Kurt Franklin, as we mentioned earlier. <laughs> Rich Boy. Gorilla oh. Zoe. Oh. Lupe Fiasco. Lil Boozy. Papoose. And Young Dro. Ladies and gentlemen. Off of that 2007 class, any names sound like they uh, fell off or are they still on point? Ridge Boy fell off. Um, dang, uh, Ridge Boy, who else did you say? I Gorilla think Zoe. Young Gorilla Zoe. 
Gorilla Zoe fell off. I feel like some people might say Young Dro fell off, but he's on point for me because he's an ATL legend. And I think that people sleep on him a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think locally, um, he's definitely on point. But on a grand scheme of things, maybe fell off. Mm. Okay. How about Plies? How about Lil Boozy, Lupe? Oh, Lupe. Lupe on point because I think um, even though he doesn't have commercial success, people definitely recognize that he was like the first like alternative rapper, like kick push. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody ever denies his pen or his l- lyrical ability. So mm-hmm. definitely on point. Um, yeah. Who else? I'm sorry, I have a short-term memory. Oh, no, no, we're good. You got Lil Boozy, you got Papoose. Okay, Lil, Lil Boozy on point because he took <laughs> IG Live <laughs> to a whole nother level. <laughs> so he's going to stay relevant. So he's going to stay relevant. <laughs> stay relevant. Yeah. Um, Plies. Same thing. I think that that he he definitely transitioned into the social media era very nicely. Um, yeah. Oh, and Papoose, like he he is the image of black love. And again, nobody denies his pen ever. So he's he's still on point for me. Okay. So so Derek, you got anything to add based off of that list of names? I mean, there was a couple I didn't mention uh, for obvious reasons, but I'll mention them anyway. There's uh, I hope I didn't butcher this name, but Sagon, Joel Ortiz, and Crooked Eye, who I know is a West Coast guy. I heard Joel Ortiz's name in I don't know how long. Um, <laughs> I would agree with everything Janine said. The only thing that I would add is I think that Papoose is actually highly underrated still. Mm-hmm. For like, and I, I don't, maybe it's because it has nothing to do with talent. It has nothing to do with pen. It has nothing to do with skills. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's a, um, like a Wale type of thing. Like, people just kind of like forget for some reason. Papoose kills mm-hmm. it. And I think, I actually think that um, social media helped him as well um, because of the fact that he's been able to do uh, he's been able to do a lot of stuff on social media in the last I think two years where he's shown he's showcasing uh, his talent even more with through his challenges and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would I would just say he's underrated. And I and I don't I hate that he's underrated because it doesn't make any sense. He raps better than a lot of a lot of the guys out now. Mm. So yeah, that's probably the only thing I would even add to that. I I agree with everything Janine said. Yeah, I would say um for the most part, Janine, you definitely hit that on the nail. Um you know, Lupe and Papoose are probably the two most underrated lyricists from mm-hmm. that class. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because, again, as we go further and progress through this list, it's going to tell a lot about the era of hip-hop and what it was transitioning to. Because 2007, as we know, was still a year where actual pen and lyricism actually mattered. 
Yeah. So these two definitely stood out at that time because again, they were true to the pen to the pad lyricists that could go bar for bar, line for line. Mm-hmm. And you had to be on a whole another level to try to match these brothers on any bit of what you could spit. Mm-hmm. Lil Boozy is street legend, young Dro, street legends, you know, legends amongst the streets. So if you're talking on a mainstream status, sure, maybe they fell off to you, maybe. But locally, and I wouldn't in Boozy's case, I wouldn't even just say it's Louisiana because I know being a Tennessee native, Memphis loved them some Lil Boozy. Lil Boozy and, and Gucci Man were probably the two most bumped street artists out there in general, you know? So guys like them automatically never fell off. If anything with Boozy, I might say maybe being incarcerated for so long, maybe might've slowed him down, maybe if that, but again, even then people were still bumping the stuff that he had put out. Um, is he still doing music? Is, like, is he like active? I do believe so. I've heard him do a couple of verses. I'm not sure if he's doing full-on projects. Okay. But I know he'll still hop on somebody's feature or, you know, mm. you know, maybe he puts out a little something here or there. Because, you know, we're in a generation where you don't have to really put a lot out these days. You know, now right. you just put a single or two. And know, hey, still here. Still right, actively right. doing stuff from time to time. Right. And that's that. Uh, so that's the class of 2007, ladies and gentlemen. So let's take a jump forward to 2009 now you say well hold up what about 2008 well for whatever reason ladies and gentlemen they skipped the year 2008 i don't know why (laughs) maybe in the year 2008 there was no great up-and-coming rappers i don't know i have no idea why double xl decided not to do a 2008 list it is what it is your boy graduated that year so Oh, eight still great. But anyway, here we go to 2009. <laughs> Janine, this is your year, as we know. I don't know. So, uh, so Janine, you might actually be with this class because you, you, you have a personal connection to this year. So this might be a class that you rock with. So here we go. Notable names and artists from 2009. We have Currency, mm. Ace Hood, mm. Kid Cudi. Mm. Asheroth, B.O.B., and Wale. That's a strong class. That is a strong class because oh nine, baby. Okay. Um, and and it's not the full class. I just those are just the known yeah. names. You still have Charles Hamilton, Corey Guns, Blue, oh, Mickey Fax. All of those names make this list. Fell off. Asheroth. Um, who was somebody else? Dang, everybody else I feel like is still on point. Um, you said Currency. Currency. Kid Cuddy. Kid Cuddy on point. Ace Hood. Ace Hood. I love Ace Hood. I feel like musically, this is where I mess up because I start liking people for who they are versus like the music. I don't know if Ace Hood is really doing anything <laughs> musically anymore, but <laughs> something that I did see that was dope. Like he, he's another um, person that we look to as like an example of black love, him and his wife. Um, I thought was really dope. She made plaques for him. It was a Christmas present, I believe, where she made plaques for him. Cause she was like, you know, 
if mainstream isn't going to do it, I, I do want to celebrate you because you've been grinding on this independent level and like doing well. So yeah, that was beautiful to see. Like it, it was beautiful. He cried yeah. and everything. I was like, oh. yeah, look at that. Look at that. Um, Corey guns. Uh, do you think he fell off? Do you think yeah. I mean, he's more of an underground tip? Did he fall off to you? Any? Corey Guns was only good to me because he was on the one. Was was it a Millie? Was that what he was? I think on? it was six foot seven foot. Yeah, six. Yeah, six foot seven foot. That's really the only reason why I know Corey Guns and, <laughs> and because his father is a Rolling Stone. Other than that, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, so then uh, what about Bob and Wale? Always gonna love Wale. Um, like Derek said, underrated. People forget how quickly people forget. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. <laughs> no thoughts on Bob? Another ATL representative. I will not speak ill will on a fellow ATLian. So no. <laughs> well, musically, he did fall off. <laughs> Musically, yep. he did fall off. I mean, I mean, but I think he could pick right back up if he, you know, went, got out there. That's that's the thing. I think I don't think Bob is done. You don't think so? <laughs> All right, go ahead, Derek. I want you to go ahead with the, with with your thoughts on that list before I get on Bob. I want you to, you know. Okay. Um, Wale underrated. But I think he's underrated. The difference, the difference between him and Papoose, he's underrated because he got in his own way. Wale allows the um, industry accolades to kind of hinder him from reaching that next level. And I, like he's he's done that for a long time, um, which I hate because dude is talented. He he's got great music. Um, his mixtapes are legendary. There's no, I mean, who else is on that list? Okay, so for 2009, you got Wale, Bob, Asher Roth, uh, Ace Hood, Currency, and Kid Cudi. I think Kid Cudi's another person that might actually be a little underrated too. Maybe not as mm -hmm. much. Maybe not as much, but I think he's a little underrated as well. Um, I don't really have any thoughts on other other artists. To be truthful. Okay, so solid class for sure. Um, Asher Roth, I totally agree with you, Cuzzo. Fell off. I remember I used to hear so much about that dude. I remember I used to hear how lyrical he was, how much he was either resemblant or better than Eminem at that point. You know, I only knew the one song, which was I Love College or whatever. But even then, it was people that were literally saying lyrically, the man was a beast. And I still haven't really checked him out to see or know for that matter, but it's not a name that you really hear amongst rappers, especially, you know, white rappers for that matter. It's not really mm -hmm. a name that you hear mo most of anymore. So, yeah, definitely fell off. Um, Ace Hood, I'm going to go and say underrated for what he has done. 
whether you want to say he fell off or not, I don't even think he gets the recognition for a lot of what he put out. He put out some quite a few bangers and anthems and things of that nature. And I, sure. I actually really did like Ace Hood a lot. So I don't know, you know, currency, it's my guy, man. I mean, you know, that's, you already know if you rocking with Wiz, you rocking with Crit, you rocking with a lot of the underground people, Saha the Prince and things like that. Then you, you, you know, what's up with currency, you know, currency going to come bring you that, that Louisiana, off top, off jump. This man's a Louisiana legend. You know what I mean? So of For course, sure. currency. What what class was um Wiz on? We're getting to that cousin. Okay. We're gonna get to them. We're gonna get to him. Don't okay. worry, we're gonna get to him. Uh so so uh you know <clears throat> uh Wale, like you guys, uh underrated in terms of uh when you look at the status of like a lot of who we see in this up and current era. He was one of the ones I was thinking about when I was looking at the evolution of this artist. Doesn't get as highly mentioned as the J. Coles. Doesn't get as highly mentioned as the Drakes and things of that nature coming from those classes. But we'll get there. We'll get there soon. Now, B.O.B., ladies and gentlemen, this gentleman is in one of my top rappers. And he indubitably, yes, I had to pull a T.I. word on y'all some way. <laughs> no, nah, ladies and gentlemen, the, there was an ironic reason why I did that. That man is very underrated, and I'm gonna tell you why he did not fall off. He does still make music, he is very much still killing it. The reason you guys do not know it is because of the very gentleman I just pretend to mock just now with the big words and whatnot. When you are signed under Grand Hustle and you are basically kind of mm. forefronted under the shadows. Of course, it looks like you fell off because, well, you're kind of suppressed. It's only so much you can really yeah. do for yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, B.O.B., yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that. let me tell y'all, if you don't believe me, if you didn't know what this man, I feel like he doesn't get talked about enough because, yeah, you know his mainstream stuff, but do you know what he lyrically says? Do you know his lyricism stuff? Trust me. You know, because, yeah. On a mainstream level, it may sound like you fell off, but again, there's only so much you can do when you are suppressed by the label that you were with. Therefore, B.O.B. to me will always be upper echelon, and that is a strong year for sure amongst hip-hop. But it gets stronger from there, ladies and gentlemen, because if you thought 2009 was a fun class, wait till we get to 2010. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? Here we are in the year 2010. Let's go off the top. I know this makes Derek happy. I think he knows who's in this class. But nonetheless, let's go ahead and get it started. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2010 XXL freshman list. <clears throat> OJ the Juice Man. Hey. <laughs> Freddie Gibbs. Man. Wiz Khalifa. Hey. Big Sean. Yes. Hey. Nipsey Hustle, and of course, the one, the only, Cold World himself, Jay Jermaine Cole, ladies and gentlemen. That was good. That's 2010, and that's not even mentioning J Rock, Fashawn, Donis, Pill. That's your whole 2010 class. I think the okay. only ones I would say fell off in that situation is OJ the Juice and who else? Who was the second person you said? 
That might be it, honestly, because Big Sean, Wiz Khalifa, yeah. OJ the Juice yeah. Man, Freddie Gibbs, Nipsey Hussle, J. Cole. Yeah, you can't yeah. go wrong with the 2010. That's, Sorry, that's... Juice Man. <laughs> yeah, Juice Man kind of had his wave with Gucci, and then that yeah. just, he, he couldn't last on his own, it looked like, you know? He had the cool I don't think he really wanted to. Because I Probably was listening not. to somebody's interview and they were saying like OJ the Juice, like, yeah, he was rapping, but he couldn't stay out the um, street shit either. So like, I think maybe it was more like, oh, this is fun. Like I can get a couple of bags with show money, but I don't think he aspired to be like a rapper rapper, you know? It's quite possible. I mean, yeah. when you're under Gucci's label, uh, let's be real. Probably are street street, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so most likely that's no surprise there. But again, what a solid 2010 class. So the only thing that could probably match a 2010 class, well, first of all, can we all just touch let's let's touch on 2010 for a second and just say how much of an honor it is to be mentioned in that class as Nipsey Hustle, given the fact that a lot of us said we didn't even know his music like that. To see that he made the 2010 freshman list, which reminds me of the fact that I knew I knew his name. He was a name that I knew because mm-hmm. I had seen it everywhere. I just never took the time to listen to the man's music. But I went back and I listened to some stuff. Saw he did a song with Chameleon there and he was killing it. It's funny to hear the evolution mm-hmm. of uh, Nipsey's bars from a lot of the earlier stuff that he was in. It was another song with another artist I heard him with. Oh, somebody that I will reveal possibly in a fans battle with a certain co-host. <laughs> but I'm not going to mention that person right now. So we'll just uh, <laughs> just keep it going. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just here to say uh, <laughs> I'm just here to say that uh, yo, if you are from this 2010 class, I hope you show, I know you showing Nipsey some love all day, every day, just knowing that you guys are classmates from 2010. So, you know, J. Cole is probably super, super always holding up the memory of Nipsey Hussle. You know, Big Sean's doing it. Wiz Khalifa's doing it. Vice versa. You know, uh, only person, maybe not, maybe OJ Juice Man. I don't know. Like we said, in the streets, married to the streets. I don't know. (laughs) He probably doesn't care, but you know. Hey. I actually, I would have loved to uh, to uh, have actually heard a project with Nipsey and, and, and Cole. Like Cole was saying that that they had discussed it, like right before his passing. They, I think they had just discussed it, like maybe like mm-hmm. I want to say like maybe like a month prior to that. Um, mm-hmm. So they like something was about to come, you know. Same thing with him and Big Sean, because I think about mm-hmm. Big Sean's last album uh, recently, Detroit yeah. 2, and how, you know, mm-hmm. one of the singles featured yeah. Nipsey Hussle, and even at yeah. the end, telling Nipsey, telling you guys before his unfortunate passing, what he was in process of doing, who he was trying to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, man, shouts out to that 2010 class. It can only yeah. get better from there. Maybe. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, know. let's move on to the class of 2011, shall we? And in this class, we have None other than this one's gonna surprise you when y'all hear this one. Uh, <laughs> we got Saha the Prince, we got Yellow Wolf, we got Mac Miller, we got YG, we got Lil B, we got Kendrick Lamar, we got Meat Mill, we got Diggy Simmons, 
And we got oh, wow. Big Crit. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. You heard it. Diggy Simmons. Wow. That's right. The very man that you see right on Gronish to this day. That's right. None other than Diggy Simmons is in this freshman class. So wow. y'all keep that in mind right now as you watch him on Gronish every single year. That's a man who was featured on your 2011 freshman double XL list. And of course, like I said, my Mississippi native, my boy, none other, multi to the sun died, big crit, Crizzle himself. So uh, 2011, man. That's a good time. <sighs> solidified, solidified list here. I mean, uh, definitely gives 2010 a lot of competition, man. You know, it's, it's right there. It's, it's it, That's, Cuzzo, uh, Neen, what you got to say about this 2011 class here? Meek Mill still popping, Big Crit still popping, Sci High still popping, Lil Twins, uh uh. <laughs> nope. Uh, Fred, Fred, Fred Godson. Yeah, for sure, still popping. Mac Miller, still, rest in peace. Rest YG, in peace. of course. Of course. Rest in peace um, Fred too. Yeah, rest mm. in peace to Fred Godson, for sure. Yeah. Wow. Um, Lil B, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> yeah, he fell off. <laughs> <laughs> Young uh, Thugs took him. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick, <laughs> forever. Like, oh, Kendrick. still popping. Like, what needs to be said there? Mm-hmm. Diggy Simmons <laughs> fell off musically. And I'll say, because I think everybody had very high expectations. I think we all thought that he was going to be, like, the next Drake because his first single was very Drake-ish. You know what I mean? But it didn't come didn't off that, that well. Didn't, he, he he did yeah. and 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 maybe that could be why I do agree with that because maybe that could be why we didn't really see because I, I ain't gonna lie I was kind of rocking with Diggy a little bit I kind of felt like yeah. he had a lot of potential to go somewhere for real uh he even had a song I believe that took off called Great Expectations you know what I mean being the son of Rev Run and all of that you know coming from a music legend and all of that of course you know he was looked at as I, you know, you're going to take that mantle and, and, and run with it. But I, I agree, you know, his early sounds do give you that Drake vibe and maybe it, it just, it just didn't live up the way it was supposed to. But like you said, he didn't exactly fall off because we see this man still very relevant mm-hmm. in mainstream media. So, yeah. Okay, so when, when we say fall off with this, are we talking about just musically or in terms of like success in general? I guess sticking to this list, you could say musically, since this is based off the fret. Okay, so again, the double XL freshman list. This is basically saying artists to watch, mm-hmm. all appearing on the cover of the magazine. The list has a history of showcasing unknown slash underground rappers, as well as artists considered to be on the rise. So anyone who made this list basically is considered up next mm-hmm. or on the rise. So in Diggy's case, he was considered on the rise. He was kind of on that rise. He fell off of that rise. Didn't fall off in his career, right? but he fell off musically on that rise. Because be honest, when's the last time you listened to a Diggy Simmons song? Or album? Couldn't tell you. He had an album? One exactly. <laughs> yeah, at that time albums were still a thing. So yes, he did have an album. <laughs> I just remember I think he um 
if I'm not mistaken, I think he actually did a diss song to J. Cole around that time. Um, Diggy did. Yeah. Because Cole addressed it on Breakfast Club. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. I don't even think he even responded to it because it was like it's it's diggy. What <laughs> what am I responding wow. to? <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Disrespect. Well, I yeah. mean No, I mean well really, disrespect wait. on both accounts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> disrespect <laughs> on both accounts. The disrespect to come at somebody like Cole and the disrespect to not even respond. It's, it's like, similar, it's similar to, to Nick Cannon dissing Eminem. Wow. Do I really need the to the point? You know, like <laughs> <laughs> Come yeah, on. no, when you, when, you, when you mention it that way, brother, yeah. I, I, trust me, I understand, I understand. So, relatively speaking, uh, it's arguable, 2009 to 2011 seemed to be the best top-notch classes. Yeah. Unless we're going yeah, into... Let's go into 2012. Let's do that, Janine. Let's, let's go into 2012. Let's see. You've got none other than Roscoe Dash. You got Hobson. You've got Machine Gun Kelly. You've got Don Tripp. You've got <laughs> Macklemore. You've got French Montana, Yikes. Danny Brown, and of course, oh, Kid Inc. and Future Baby, Future. So, uh, I don't know, man. This is an interesting list because this is where music begins to slightly take its toll, but. It's mm-hmm. actually kind of like when it started to pivot. Mm-hmm. It was it was getting there. Yeah, it was getting it was there. To it, it's gonna get better in a worse way, but it was getting there. <laughs> uh, so 2012's class. Um thoughts, please. Who fell off on this one? Kidding. Uh Macklemore, I've never been a fan of. I don't you yeah. don't have to get too in depth. Macklemore, okay. Um, I didn't know who Danny Brown was until like last summer, to be honest, um, because he had a sh- he has a show on Vice, and I was like, oh, this is cool. So that's when I was introduced to Danny Brown. Um, Roscoe Dash, <laughs> I don't he's successful to me because <laughs> no hands can come on at any point in time. Yeah, I'm yeah, standing yeah. up on the table. I'm turning up <laughs> like he has anthems. You know, so I don't, I, I, I still feel like, uh, yeah. okay. Okay. There's one notable name you definitely can't deny fell off. French. French? Really? Machine I think, I think French is still dope. I still think French is dope. He's gotten better lyrically too. So that's promising. Okay. 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 I thought you were saying he fell off. I was about to say, really? No, 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 no. A... he didn't fall off. He, oh, okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. oh, that's what I thought too. I was no. about to say, yeah. I was saying, notably, we know on this list who for sure fell off. Iggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she dropped off the cliff. Like, <laughs> Do you think it's, it was her linking up with T.I. that did it, or she just wasn't going to take off regardless? Both. Okay. Because keep in mind, let's, 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 let's visit this class for a second. Let's look at Miss Alzea, right? This is 2012. So by this point, there's a certain stable by the name of Young Money on the scene, mainstream-wise, killing the game. And there's a certain queen of that stable by the name of Nicki Minaj, 
And uh, I believe by this point, she already was on that upper echelon of a throne that was really hard to knock off if you were a female rapper. Yeah. This is the one that was apparently supposed to come up to take that throne. She couldn't even get into the castle. <laughs> she was supposed to take her throne. Well, Excuse yes. Me. You understand. Hold on. Look how T.I. was When Fancy came out, yeah, no. it was a hit. And it was, it was being hit. played everywhere. It was a hit, but I don't think it was a threat. I don't think it was a threat. It, it was popular. I think there's a difference between uh, popularity with different artists or maybe mm-hmm. maybe different songs mm-hmm. and then actually being like viewed as like next level upper echelon type of an artist. Mm-hmm. She was never viewed as someone that could potentially ever. I mean, like her, her lyrics don't even make sense. So, like, <laughs> at least Nikki, like, like I know Nikki kind of like you know lyrically was she kind of like kind of tapered a little bit, but I mean this was around Nikki's like strongest. That was like around her peak lyrically. No, mm-hmm. Iggy wasn't messing with that. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Not with some of those freestyles we saw on the different social media clips, ladies and gentlemen. But <laughs> I digress. T.I. was dead wrong for that. I digress. Ladies and, uh, <laughs> and how 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 quickly, like, he was, like, boosting her up, and then as soon as she had that, that flop of a freestyle, he was like, yep, no, I have nothing to do with her. This yeah. was just... Like he did not yeah, have he her like, back. Can y'all believe this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Oh, like oh, Iggy, Iggy, Iggy. Only thing she was most known for after that was pretty much dating a guy named Nick Young. But hey, you know, what do I know, ladies and gentlemen? What do I know? Uh, now, my boy, I'd have to reach into my Memphis bag and go talk to my people from the city of Memphis to find out about this guy in terms of if he really fell off. But my boy Don Tripp is a street legend, kind of like Janine. It's a local thing. So it's one of those where I haven't heard a lot about him lately. So I have to see if he's still really doing much in the streets musically. But on an underground tip, I would definitely say he had his run. He kind of reached the mainstream a bit. I know he had a song with CeeLo on the hook, Letter to My Son. Uh, that was probably the closest to a mainstream song he might have had. But again, lyrically, you know, him and Starlito were known for doing a lot of dope mixtapes together around this time. So it, it's one of those I have to find out, dig into the, you know, dig into the bag a little bit. Now, I guess you could say the majority, this is more so the underground class in a way because machine gun kelly french montana macklemore don't even know if he still does music but let's just talk about the fact this man robbed kendrick lamar of grammys speaking of grammys for the fact that we all know ladies and gentlemen and grammys need to do it right and they need to revise this some kind of way good kid mad city is album of that year okay it was not macklemore all right and just the tale of career should clearly, obviously, give us that subject. Should it not? Yeah. Do you know any Macklemore albums? Because you can oh. name about a bunch of Kendrick ones. I don't even know any Macklemore songs. 
But I, I'll say this though. Like, I know what was it? I go shop. I go thrift shopping. Yeah, whatever yeah, that song was. Or or uh, in this moment, we know that in a zillion cave Wait, you know? was was that that was his song? That was his song. Yes. Oh, okay. that was, that was right. his song. Well, like those were the two songs that basically saved his career. Yeah, but that, that that's this is why we have to stop looking at these institutions to give us these accolades. That's why I'm pissed off with Wale because they don't get it right. A lot of times they don't get it right. That doesn't mean that you're not the better artist or you don't have you don't have superior talent. It also doesn't mean that your your product wasn't the better one. It's just that you have a lot of people that don't know music that are just making the, these decisions. So like it's almost like we have to create our own uh uh <sighs> institution, so to speak, to 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 get those accolades out because there's no way Macklemore should have even been in the running next to Kendrick Lamar. There's no way. I know, man. I, I totally agree. I mean, again, um, it, it, looking at this list in general, uh, like Janine said, Roscoe Dash, you could argue, I mean, he's got long-lasting anthems that yes. were, you know, so you can't really, you, I guess if you want to say modern-wise, yeah, sure, he fell off, I guess. But again, with the anthems he was putting out at the time, it's not really considered a fall off. Machine Gun Kelly had his hits a few times, you know, and he's still doing some things even to this day. Uh, my guy, who's probably the most underrated on this list, uh, actually is doing a song right now. I found out with a, a popping artist of today. So this technically makes him still on point. My boy Hobson, ladies and gentlemen. Hobson is still lyrically destroying niggas. In, in I did not ways. know who Hobson <laughs> is. I do not know. I apologize. Uh, Hobson, is he a battle rapper? What check is he out, doing? check out Ill Mind the Hobson. That's all I'm gonna tell you, cuz though there's a whole series. There's right. about ooh, gosh, gosh I think there's like there's like nine, ten. If y'all have never y'all see, this is why I say y'all, y'all I right after this show, look up Ill Mind of Hobson. That's all you got to do. My favorite personally, I believe, was Five, I think five is the one that's that's definitely the most. Ooh, kill them straight to the head, like going down every race, gender, all of that, and just destroying them in truthful ways. Where you're like, dang, never thought about it that way. Look up Ill Mind the Hobson, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and I guarantee you, when you watch all of them, let me add it to my playlist. Yeah, watch all. Listen, watch or listen, because you, you can listen to them too. You don't. Know Watch them with the videos. They're more fun to watch with the videos. But if you can't watch it with the videos, just listen to them. Ill Mind of Hobson, and I guarantee you will know that name. And then if you haven't checked out, uh, you know, Trouble, I believe it's called, Trouble with uh, NF. You know, like I said, I'm not the biggest NF fan, but if you listen to that song with Hobson, Hobson is featured on it. And uh, boom, just goes to show, ladies and gentlemen, that man is a genius. No. Uh, he has like a bunch of them. I see like seven, eight, and nine. Yes, that's all I said. He's got a bunch. Seven. That's the one. That's the one to listen to. Okay. Seven's my favorite. But still, listen to all of them because they're all very, very truthful. I believe nine will hit you from a spiritual standpoint. Seven will hit you from a sociable economic standpoint. 
and uh yeah they all they all tell a different story trust me uh but ladies and gentlemen again uh 2012 i guess we could say arguably the most successful person from that class is none other than future yes. hands down right the most pioneered successful person actually the man from that very year who ends up changing the game because as you can see from 2012 future being a part of this class this is where hip-hop takes a complete turn in terms of sound so let's go ahead and go into 2013 ladies and gentlemen this is yet another good lyrical list we've got schoolboy q trinidad james joey badass mm-hmm. absol logic action brunson kurt Cobangs, and of course travis scott baby dizzy wright angel hayes and chief keith Ladies and gentlemen, based off this class, just hands off, off the top, and just tell you the most successful person from this class is none other than Travis Scott. Ladies and of gentlemen. Of course. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think anyone can argue that. That's clear as day. I mean, he's, he's, got, a, he's got his own meal at McDonald's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they definitely, they definitely chose right. You were successful. You know and what I'm saying? he's got his own line of shoes. You know, like, come on. I mean... <laughs> Double XL definitely picked that one. Kardashian. Right. Hey. Or go. I'm sorry, she's a Jenner. Yeah. Yeah. We ain't gonna go into that one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I might leave that I'm one alone. Think <laughs> twice if you're okay. <laughs> but uh ladies and gentlemen, based off of this, uh, I'm gonna be real when I say a lot of the guys on this list were one-hit wonders in a sense. From a mainstream standpoint. Trina Jazz James, one hit wonder. Mainstream. Kirko Banks, one hit wonder. Yeah. Uh Chief Is Keith. it safe to say that this is when having like your niche or core audience is when we kind of got away from mainstream? Yeah, I think so. I would say so. I, I definitely would say so, cuz cause, cause um this was the underground era right here for sure. Um where if you had a hit, cool. If you didn't, it didn't matter because you were, you know, this is streaming's taking its effect at this point, different things like that. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole were killing it on a mainstream level. And as we know, once they came into the picture, they had their crews. You yeah, had your Dreamvilles and, you know, there you go. So, because uh, uh, that's, that's a lot of... Uh, Kendrick's artist in that list right there, ladies and gentlemen. So I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, that's a yeah. very interesting. Yeah, shout year. to school. Uh oh, we're losing you, Cuzzo. Yeah. Shout out to Schoolboy Q. Uh oh, all that internet demons trying to take over again. God dang it! Don't you hate it? We buying that demon in the name. <laughs> Don't somebody call Kirk. I must say, get Kirk to stop on that. Somebody get Kirk on the line now. I rebuke you. Rebuke you. Come on now. But uh, so you were saying before the internet demon tried to come take you over, you were saying, shout out to Schoolboy Q. I'm about to have a revelation. They want to, no, but that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to give Schoolboy flowers because I knew that I was cutting in and out. Just wanted to make sure that I said that I loved him. The man who also brought back fish bucket hats. He did. He's big, he, big he way. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Dizzy Wright, 
Travis Scott, Angel Hayes, I mean, uh, Action Bronson. Um, yeah, like I said, a lot of these guys were either underground or they were one-hit wonders for the most part. Uh, so that says a lot about that class. Let's go on to 2014 here. We've got none other than Isaiah Rashad, Ty Dolla Sign, Lil Dirk, Kevin Gates, Troy Ave, Vic Mensa, John Connor, Lil Bibby, Jaron Benton, August Alcina, Rich Homie Kwan, and of course, Chance the Rapper. So, uh, 2014. Ladies and gentlemen, what y'all got to say about that freshman class? Nothing. I know I'm just joking. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just off the rip. Todd Chance Dallas is still popping, even though he's annoying sometimes. Yes. yes. Todd Dallas is still popping, so you, of course. You find him annoying August. She said, you find Chance annoying too? I'm I'm starting to get to that point. Yeah. I'm starting yeah, to get there. His voice know. does kind of annoy me. I'm not going to lie. No, I don't, it's not even his voice at this point. It's really just him on social media. I think social media is starting to actually have the opposite effect on him. Yeah. For him, to me, than other artists. He's a, little, he's a little annoying. I don't follow him on social media, so maybe that's why I can't say it for that. I'm just talking musically. He's kind of starting to annoy me. <laughs> but, uh, but nonetheless, okay. Um, Rich Homie Kwan, what y'all got to say about that guy? He had his his time, but would you say he fell off? Is he still on? Yeah. Some type of I way. I like Rich I Homie. I don't know yeah. if I want to say yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want to say he fell off a, another situation like anthems, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if 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 the song is played in the right mix, you know, you're gonna turn up. So definitely didn't fall off necessarily. Okay, how about our guy? Uh oh wait, Derek, you got something to say? Hold on. I was just uh thinking about August Alcina. I was just about to say that. <laughs> how about our guy, August Alcina, uh, Mr. Entanglement himself? Uh musically i think he kind of fell i never knew him to be yeah i never knew him to be like on top for me personally like i know like i knew a lot of my peers liked august but i never Mm -hmm. was a fan necessarily so i don't know i have to agree with you on that i remember he had so much hype amongst people around me everybody talked Mm -hmm. about him everybody loved him I didn't care for him, nor did I really know him like that or listen to him like that to really give an opinion. But uh, yeah, me either. Whatever hype and buzz he had at that time, he ain't got it these days. So, not and musically. Kind of was around during the era of uh, one of Janine's people, you know, uh, Trey Songs. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. So, yeah. that that kind of <laughs> maybe helped or hurted him. I don't know. I think it. I think it <laughs> Two may light skin ninjas, you know, R&B. You know, <laughs> I don't way, know. X double XL is it rapper specifically, or it's just whoever is hot as an artist? To my understanding, mostly rappers. But again, this ties into what we're getting into because we're in the year mm-hmm. 2014. Music is changing at this point. It's not yeah. just hip hop anymore. That's true. So That's let's true, yeah. let's. Let's go on to the next year's class then, and let's talk about 2015. This is where it was very interesting. In this class, we have Fetty Wap. Whoa! Oh, 
Days Loaf. <laughs> we got Rory. We got Kid Kid. OG Mako. Shy Glizzy. K Camp. Vince Staples. Tink and Gold Link. I only know a couple of names off of this list. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Janine? I love Gold Link. Never heard of him. Yeah. Never had a chance. You never heard of Gold Link? Gold, Gold Link is fire. I like Gold Link. I have to. I have to. Yeah, I've never checked him out. Never knew about him. I know Shy Glizzy and Dej Low, Fetty Wap, and K Camp. That's about all I can give you. Vince Staples. I think Vince still. He's definitely the best of this class. Really? Yeah. Never heard of Vince Staples. So I guess if he's. Really? Never Did heard you... of him. Oh, no. Vince Staples. Oh, my gosh. I don't know yeah. why I was thinking of Vince. Mensa, that Big was on Mensa. last year, and I was like, I can't tell you a Vic Mensa song. When but I Vic, love Vic fell apart, Vic fell apart. I meant to say it was when he month. started wearing like the whole vampire boots. I think that's when yeah. things went left for him. But yeah, cut the locks. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Interesting. <laughs> vampire boots. Um. Yeah. This staple. Tell, tell me that they're not vampire boots. <laughs> you think Vince so you really think Vince Staples this guy is the most successful of this class no I, I said I think he's the best well Dej Loaf lyrically mm-hmm. is really good too so they're to me that I would say they're tight lyrically they're tight okay so yeah. the best lyricist of that one but in terms of overall success because I'm willing to say on a mainstream level I'm I'm willing to say it's either Fetty or K Camp. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I never heard K Camp. So a lot of people were were really into K Camp. K Camp and Party Next Door. They they I think they Party came. Next Door, I heard. Yeah, I've, I've heard K, stuff. My K, party. K Camp, I think yeah. they're from that same. There's a lot of music K Camp put out. Y'all probably just didn't realize because they sounded know. like party next door and you probably thought it was a party next door song when in actuality it was k-camp i believe k-camp did a lot of stuff with drake and some Mm. other people so you guys probably know k-camp believe it or not i think they even still to this day make a lot of stuff so k-camp to me probably the more successful of this class quite man fetty wap was he had a run but i haven't heard much of him lately so he had his run um, and his time, but yeah, that's about it for 2015. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we get closer to 2020, I'm just here to let you know it's only going to go downhill from here in terms of names that we know, that's but we're going to keep I'm going anyway. Sure. So, <laughs> 2016, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert, you know, the guy with the diamond in his forehead. Lil Yachty, the guy with the red braids. Uh, Kodak Black, the guy who finally just got free. Uh, Denzel Curry, ha ha ha. G Herbo, Dave East, the guy with my last name, Lil Dicky, Anderson Pack, designer, and of course, Twenty One Savage. Okay, this is actually not at all. It's really not. It's it's not. Twenty sixteen is not that bad. Okay, is this, is this the last 
really good one? Probably, yes, probably. Because after this, probably after this, it's gonna be like I don't know who these people are, and yeah. we either too old to know, or we just don't care to know. All right. So here we go. Twenty sixteen again. Little Uzi well, Vert. Uh, it's it's pretty apparent. Little Uzi Vert, Little Yachty, and Kodak. I guess Kodak. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming those guys are obviously still pretty relevant of today, so they're still successful. My boy Denzel Anderson Pack for sure. I mean him and him and Bruno just for oh, it's a. I'm looking forward to that album now. Yeah, yeah. Anderson Pack's number one. Bump that. He's number one on this list list right here. Designer, well, we know what killed his career. He signs too much like Future, so obviously we know what happened to that guy. 21 Savage is still pretty successful, I'd say. Most Wouldn't definitely. you? Most definitely. Clear as day. For sure. Lil Dicky, musically, I guess you could say fell off, but he's still successful. Yeah. He I don't, show. yeah. So, did he really click mainstream-wise musically? I don't feel like he did. If I he didn't, I, he sure had a big fan base, because I know there was a lot did. of people in music. Yeah, he had a fan he had a big fan base, but I think that the thing was, I more so like I would hear him more like radio uh, uh, interviews, stuff like that, and I would hear his freestyles and like really good. But I never, I can't. Do you know a little Dicky song? There was a song he did with Trinidad Freaky James. Friday. Trinidad James. Yeah, but that's Chris Brown's song. That's a Chris Brown song. He's on that song? Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, which, I never heard Freaky Friday. That actually that, made me a little you know. nervous. That little, that, that made me... That's not, that's not, that's that's not Chris Brown song? I no, that's a Chris Brown song. It's Chris Brown's. That that song it, made me nervous. Oh, no, I think it is Lil Dicky. No, it is, is Lil Dicky's song. It's it? Lil Dicky's song. Yeah, it sure is. We oh, should... I'm sorry. I thought that, I thought that was Chris Brown. So wow. Hey, okay. But because Chris Brown's on it, of course, is it's Chris Brown's, but technically. Yeah. Little Dickies. Yeah. That, um, that's, that song makes me nervous because the music video. <laughs> a, little, a little white man saying nigga, nigga, nigga. You know, like that that whole that whole part of that song made me nervous, but the only song I know from him is a song that him, Trinidad James, and Mystical did, and it is very, very explicit. Uh, <laughs> she got a big hole. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very, very freaky and explicit. If I do say so myself. Sure. Shout out to Mystical though, former yes, guest on the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, my boy Denzel Curry though. Yeah, I know about him. He's a very great, underrated, underground yeah. artist for sure. Yeah. Um, love his energy. Dave East, another very great underground artist, as mm -hmm. we know. I mean, still yeah. making music still. to this day. So, still. Um, yeah, 2016, probably the last greatest list in oh, the double XL. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and just run through 2017, 18, 19, and 20, because most likely there's only a few names, if any, that you're gonna recognize. I know we won't. But hey, let's get it. 2017. Right. <clears throat> Kamaya. A Boogie with the Hoodie. PNB Rock. Playboy Cardi. Amine. Oh, Amine. Cap G. Kyle. Yeah. Ugly God. Made in TYO. And of course, rest in peace, XXX Tenacion.
<laughs> a boogie with a hoodie, I would say, is still popping. I um, think Playboy Cardi for some people. Yeah. For some people, he is still. I mean, apparently there was just a meme I saw with him and freaking Megan the Stallion. Apparently they're beefing or something, I guess. I don't know. So yeah, Playboy Cardi's still a thing. He's he's killing it. Uh I mean P and B Rock. I know about him because of my boy Joey, who produces a lot of my stuff. He's produced some stuff for this guy. I didn't even nice. realize he was in this list. So apparently, shout out to PNB Rock. He he's still making music for sure. I can tell you guys that. My boy personally produces for him. So there's that. Uh Amine, Derek, you no, he, gave a nice reaction to him. He he's he's really good. Um, would you consider him on point or fell off though? On points, I think he just dropped like if I'm not mistaken, it was like his first or second album like last year. Like he's, uh, yeah, I, I I think he's he's to me he's just really new. I just kind of like learned about him last year, but okay, yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah. he is from the 2017 class, so that makes sense. Um, yeah. I will say to be honest. If I'm being truthful about this class, the most successful individual in this class is Triple X. Yeah. And his untimely death is the reason for that. Because apparently Mm -hmm. he influenced today's generation the way Pac has influenced us in other ways it's not a lie people this man has really impacted today's generation even with his untimely death he may not have had the success as Pac, but in terms of whatever it is and it's because again this is an age where these rappers take these pills they say a lot of depressing things it's a depressing generation they're in the fields a lot you listen to triple x's music a lot of in the fields yeah and therefore, because of that, he's definitely the most successful artist of today for that current crop of but, current generational talent. But you think his impact is just as big as Tupac's for this generation? You think it's just it's, it it matches that? It, it seems that way, based off of his death. It definitely. Seems oh, maybe that way. for the younger generation. For the maybe. younger. That's what I said. For the younger yeah, well, that's generation. What, that's what I'm asking. Not ours. For not ours. Yeah, but for today, anybody under the age of 18, definitely this is that's their version of a Tupac. You know, you feel like, like even at, under the age of 18, that was more impactful than than Nipsey's death. Yeah, even more impactful than Nipsey's, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Nipsey's is probably yeah, for us. I don't. I can't speak for today's generation on Nipsey, but I know for us that definitely impacted us for sure because it was one of those things where even though we didn't know his music, we knew of him in some type of way, shape, and form. To where we then did our research on him even more, and we just began to love him even more as a person and as an artist. But Dude, I cried. Triple X. Yeah, like Triple X though. Again, it's something about again today's generation literally has a, a grasp on him because of what he rapped about. This is all facts. I've literally heard this from actual people of this generation that have said Triple X is, he just hits different for them. 
and and you probably would have to go and listen to some of his music if you don't really know it that well you probably have to go listen to it to really try to understand it all i can tell you is a lot of his stuff is not really the most uplifting type of stuff but it's that from the heart in the feels heartbreak type of music so makes sense ironically but yeah 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 i know it's uh one of those things but let's go ahead and go into 2018 on that note because again this is where these artists continue to go down from here to a degree but i guess you could still argue about success levels so who are we to really say ladies and gentlemen uh 2018 (laughs) oh boy these names ski mask the slump god Lil Pump. Nothing to say. <laughs> Lil Pump. Smoke Perp. Jid. Our boy yes. Jid. Yes. Or Jid. Jid. I said it right. Jid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don. Block Boy JB. YABN Namir. Wife Fies Funeral. I guess that's supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Trippy Red. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, but Jid's the only one I can say. Jid, honestly, I, I don't Steflon Don. You think so, Steflon Don? I've never heard of him, but I, 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 if he, if he, if he stands out to the queen, there you go. That's that's Trippy Red. I know of, but I'm pretty sure he fell off because he was in that mainstream level. With this is with the Takashi's. Lil Pump, this is where I really said, okay, hip-hop, you lost me. I'm I'm done, done. This red hair, these tattoos, these nose... Well, okay, tattoos isn't really that bad, but just... just he the, looks the, the dresses, the, Yeah, just all this weird stuff that was going on with these folk. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, it was like, all right, hold up. No, let's... No, you lost me. But hey, is what it is. And uh, to the Christians out there, these were the demonic rappers at this point. The rappers that were openly saying they were devil worshippers and or whatever's, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it is what it is with this class. But yeah, um, 2018, y'all got any other thoughts on it? No, but I will say I find it interesting. And maybe you can pinpoint when this when this narrative in rap kind of uh, phased out, mm-hmm. but when did um, when did the Illuminati stop being a part of the reason why someone uh, blew up? Oh, no, that's still people still think I that. Think people they still, still think that, think that think, to this day. I don't yeah. hear that. I, like I've always thought it was hilarious, but that was always like a a, a, a major thing that was said. It, it, it really came out to the forefront about 2009, 2010-ish. Right, right. And it's been a thing since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about the Illuminati. I think why you don't feel like it's real anymore. Oh, Go ahead, Queen. Go ahead, Derek. Oh, I wasn't talking. No, you're good. I was listening. She was saying, you think he feels like it's not real. More. Say, say, say that one more time. You kind There's of that it. internet demon. Yeah. <laughs> the Illuminati. Yeah, the Illuminati. They don't want you to speak your piece, Queen Janine. 
They don't want you to speak your piece. Speak your piece, girl. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think maybe the reason why Derek doesn't feel like it's a thing anymore, because for a long time, no one even really knew about the Illuminati. So when it started to be exposed, it was like, oh, like this totally. I think that the rappers started to embrace it almost like a joke. So now you can't say it anymore. Like it's not a like it's not gonna break me now because I'm just embracing it. Like, yeah, of course. I'm. So you oh, you think it's almost like the eight mile thing, uh, where they're embracing that, and it's just not as a prevalent argument anymore. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. That's that's oh. a that's a that's a fair assessment. I, I didn't think about it like that, <clears throat> but I just thought it was very interesting because you would hear about the Illuminati uh, like up until I feel like I heard about Illuminati like being a prevalent argument up until about like 14, 15 and then after that is when I kind of stopped hearing about people talking about it as much and especially now I don't, I really don't hear that in terms of the success of these guys or not because let me tell you right now the Illuminati was responsible for some, for some of these people's success. I have to, I have to question a lot because mm -hmm. uh, what's the criteria? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. What is right. the criteria? You know, what like, do you do? Mm. Based off these people. But yeah, yeah, especially for this class. Like, Lil Pump? Come on, man. Do you know a Lil Pump song? Gucci Gang. That's it. And it's just because I freestyled to it. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, that's right. it. That's the only reason why right. I know the song. That's it. I, I looked up the beat. I saw I knew the song because everybody was singing it. I was like, what's this beat? And then I'm like, yeah. who sings? Oh, a little point. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna kill right. it anyway, so nobody remembers him. But hey, it's okay. All right. And there you go. So yeah. I hey, I, <laughs> I respect it. Uh, <laughs> but uh um yeah. Yeah, what a, what a what a interesting uh, list there. Uh, so, shout out to Jid. Yeah, man. We know he's still definitely oh, he's successful in doing his thing. So, killing it too. Shout out to twenty nineteen. Let's go ahead and get into this class. <sighs> These names, man. Come the Zine, Tierra Whack, the Baby, Lil Mosey, Roddy Rich. Corday, YK Osiris, Rico Nasty, Gunna, Blueface, and of course, Megan the Stallion. So, uh, this is a good class. Yeah, it's pretty apparent with this one. I mean, we're within the last couple of years, so this is obviously mm -hmm. one of those things where we say, okay, we know who's successful from these classes. Uh, clearly, Megan the Stallion, still killing yeah. it. The hottest female rapper in the game right now, right? Obviously. Arguably, probably the one who might, just might, depending on how far she can keep this up, just might be able to match up with yeah. me. Maybe not top her. I don't match know. up with her. It depends on how her career does in the next five know. years. I don't know. Gotta give her five years. That. She's got a five-year window from now. I don't know. Because if you if you uh listen to this album the album that she put out 
lyrically had like it didn't match any of the freestyles that that I've heard from her. Her freestyles like lyrically were like stupid crazy, and the but the album didn't match that. So if she, in my opinion, if she can't if she can't match that freestyle energy, and and be a the lyrical beast we know she is. I don't think she can. I don't think she can match that. Uh, but see, here's where you're wrong, sir. It's all about what have you done for me lately, and what songs do people know? And the people are definitely knowing these Megan The Stallion songs right now. We'll see. So that, that when so, if this holds up the next five years, hit for hit, she can match Nicki. What's the she criteria? Not have the pop status. What's the criteria then? Because like in a versus battle, hit this was mostly. Okay. Now there may be those underground songs or those songs in between features. She's been in a lot of features. Yeah, but so like when we're talking about someone taking Nikki down, not necessarily taking her down, just being a good matchup for her. Okay. Well, I think if you have to be a match, you have to be like a lyricist. Like early Nikki was a lyricist, right? Now the last couple of years she's kind of like tapered slightly but i mean think about think about the 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 battles that she's been in like this thing with remy ma remy ma is a lyricist right that like she took nikki out right has anyone else done that so are we talking about lyric uh lyricism when we're talking about versus nikki or are we talking about success like commercial success well, true, but y'all did listen to that recent Megan Thee Stallion album, right? So, yeah. didn't she kind of take someone down in her own right? Who? Who? A man that apparently the rest of the world has canceled off the face of the earth. Oh, I don't think you. I, don't, I, I, I think she just. I think she got. She got her. She got her shots. That that I will say her that that first track she got her shots on Corey, but. I don't even think that was even. I'm talking about the project, the, the album as a project itself. Like, I, I was disappointed because I know what she. And that's not is. fair for a takedown either. Yeah, and I feel like yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, she took shots, but like, it's an obvious takedown. Okay. Yeah. He shot me. Like, okay. Like, yeah. what else are, are are we to say to that? But to go toe-to-toe with Nikki, I don't know yeah. if if it would be the same playing field. No no shade to Meg, because like Derek said, like, her freestyle, her bars is ridiculous, but she's not showing us that because what the people want are 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 the hot girl summer anthems. Right. Much like what Cardi I just don't know how about. many hot girl summer anthems I'm going to be able to listen to. Yeah, that's that's like what Cardi was talking about. Like she was like, you know, people don't want lyrics. They don't want lyricism. So I'm just give them these, you know, these party songs and and let them rock with that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if Cardi like has lyri- mm-hmm. lyrics like that. I don't know if she has bars. She has a commercial success though. So that that's what I'm asking. Like when we're when we're talking about the the, the comparisons. Where 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 does that 
goal in terms of actually matching Nikki, because you can match Nikki to, uh, uh, commercially, or you can match her lyrically. But as a female uh, rapper, I don't think you can combine both in this day and age. I don't think you can, because women can. Women have the they have the ability to to lyrically be better than a lot of people out here. But the industry will not allow you to have uh, that much success un- unless you're talking about your body, and you know it's mm-hmm. not lyrically sound. And that's why I say in the next five years, let's see, because she's still on top of her game. Oh yeah, still killing it. On top of that, a lot of the women are up next. I've listened to a lot of underground people in the scene and I know a lot of industry execs who are really praising the women who are coming up in general mm-hmm. whether you know them or don't know them just women in general saying mm-hmm. the next wave for mainstream in general you will hear nothing but women artists everywhere like guys won't even really be on these waves like that it's going to be woman artists after woman artists after woman artists so no the wave is coming and give it five years because if she's able to stand the test of that wave of all these female talents that are going to come up, then we'll see if she's the one that at some point can match up with Nikki, depending on what you want to say. But I'm looking forward to it. The most notable thing, oh, well, you know, uh, let's talk about the other individual on this list that's clearly the most successful and clearly probably arguably the best person from this list in the baby mm. hard to argue it regardless of how you feel about his projects regardless of how you feel about his flow being repetitive in some senses dynamic wise or style wise regardless of how you break it down at the end of the day this man is clearly the most notable lyrical person of today in a mainstream sense I guess uh, however you want to look at it Four, it's four the baby. Days. Four days very lyrical. I don't know that I can consider the baby lyrical. Corday is dope. I've never heard of Corday. Corday is phenomenal. Bobby well, I mean, and Corday is good. You need to listen to his last album. Phenomenal. Hmm. Phenomenal. I, I the baby is is the baby. <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> what can you say? Um, then you got Rico Nasty, YK Osiris fell off. I know that much. Uh, Roddy Rich is still doing his thing. With this being a 2019 list, like, has it been really determined whether or not you've fallen off? It's a good question, but I could say with YK Osiris, he definitely kind of fell off because some of these guys made this list when they blew up before this list. That's also something to take in account because when they make these lists, a lot of times people are already popping before the list comes out. Right. With this list, for example, mm-hmm. the baby kind of already had some commercial success before this list was actually out. As did Megan, I believe, and Blueface, possibly Roddy Rich. Yeah, Roddy, Roddy Rich. Rich. Yeah, he because he worked now. He's he's a guy. He's a guy that definitely. Is well on his way because he's still very very young. Roddy Rich is the guy that a lot of yeah. people praise as being the new Drake at some point, eventually, at some point. 
But we'll see. Now I will say 2019 right, list. Rich. That's just what I'm telling you what I've heard from the streets, my brother. I'm just telling you what the streets have said. Okay. <laughs> Don't take it to me, take it to the streets. Okay. The streets say it's Roddy Rich. Trust me, because of what this man can really do. He actually is playing a lot of the things that he his definition of an actual artist. Uh so again, you know, it's just what the streets are saying, not me. All right. All right. I respect Roddy. I like Roddy's sound. We'll see what happens. Uh, one thing I will say, again, on this 2019 list, before we end it with 2020, 2019, I do remember they had a cypher. And you know, generally, every list, ha- every class has a cypher. So maybe another day, maybe on a plugged in or something, we can play each playlist each year in classes ciphers. And we can determine who probably had the best cypher. That should be interesting from 2009 to 2012. Yeah, that should be very interesting. See who won in that battle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but uh, in terms of uh, 2019, I would say I remember people talked about uh, their cypher because of Megan Thee Stallion and the baby. And I think Corday and possibly, I want to say it was Rico Nasty, maybe. I think it was more so the baby, Corday, and Megan Thee Stallion. I think they were the most shining points of that entire cipher. But that's about it. So 2020, ladies and gentlemen. Now this is a list that's interesting because it's just last year. It's what you would call the pandemic freshman list, for that matter. So yeah. in terms of success levels, it's up to you sure. to determine. Again, we got a long way to go. Music is going to be changing a lot going forward from this point. So it will be interesting to see how things go from here with this class. But still, nonetheless, the notable names from this class, you have Polo G, Chica, NLE Chopper, Jack Harlow, Lil' Keed, Lil' TJ, Fivo Foreign, Fivo Foreign, Cowboy, Rod Wave, Baby Keem, 24K Golden, and Mulatto. Atlanta's own Mulatto. Okay, Mulatto. This is a decent list. Chica. Mulatto, Fabio, Chica. Chica is Jack Harlow. I, I I hear is great. Yeah, my boy NLE Chopper, man, he killing it. I gotta go for my Memphis man. You know what I'm saying? He, he hey, yeah, boy he killing it. it. He's killing it. So 2020 yeah. again. I know we have our thoughts. Again, we just took this thing from 2007 up to 2020. So for our generation right here amongst mm-hmm. these three right here in the room. Mm-hmm. These recent lists may not necessarily be lists that we pick as our number ones classes, but we still respect them enough to know they're out here doing the thing. And so, well, I have to ask. I'm looking forward to hearing some more from her. She is. Ooh. Yeah. Chica is amazing. Yeah, she is. She's amazing. Rod Wave, I tell you, he's a, a guy a lot of generation of today is high on. Yeah, um, he's good. I believe he had an album that's getting ready to come out, so I'm very interested. I'm going to have to check him out a little more, see what I think about him, because I've heard his name buzzed around a lot. So Rod Wave is a guy should be interesting to see. Jack Harlow is giving me Asher Roth vibes. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. We will see. Mm-hmm. We will see. We will see. Can he top what's popping? Let's find out. We will see. Time will tell. 
still early for him, but time, Jack Harlow, you are on the clock, sir. Let's see what happens. You're on the clock. Here on out. <laughs> uh, so uh, real quick, as we wrap this thing up, man, I just need to know, uh, y'all, what is y'all personal favorite class out of these? Oh, well, before I say that, you guys might notice that there was a certain rapper that wasn't mentioned on any of these lists. A rapper who is considerably already on legendary status, a man who's still, anytime he drops something, actually just dropped, I believe, a three-song EP not that long ago. Uh, a certain gentleman, you know, light-skinned, you know, uh, killing the game at 34 years old and still like that. Ladies and gentlemen, I, if you haven't figured it out by now, yes, I'm talking about the one and the only Mr. Drizzy Drake. Why hasn't he made a freshman list, you say? I can answer that. Basically, his official debut into the rap game was 2006. However, technically, he was still in his Degrassi days at that time, so he didn't really, really become official official until he left Degrassi in 2008. As you know, by then, partnered up Lil Wayne in this thing called Young Money, and uh, yeah, they catapulted. Also, who was not notably on this list, is also someone from that very Young Money tree by the name of Nicki Minaj, who we just talked about. So I find those two names to be the most intriguing of the fact that over these years, neither one of those two made any of these lists when they easily could have made this, because yes, freshman XXL doesn't go past 2007. However, they didn't really start hitting the scene until about 2008, 2009. So you easily could have inserted them in one of these classes, right? Sure, you could have. But unfortunately, I guess whatever reason, they did not qualify. I guess the criteria for that, maybe if it's anything like Rapzilla, I guess the criteria is if you've already had albums or something, you don't qualify for the... I don't know. I don't know what their criteria is, but still... We already don't have to worry about none of their success. We know what they did. Maybe it's just they were so great they didn't need to make a double XL freshman list, people, because mm-hmm. they were teamed up with Lil Wayne, who we already know was the man amongst men. But one will say, if they had started this double XL freshman list years ago before it's 2007, undeniably, Nicki Minaj, Drake, and depending on how far back you want to go, if you want to go to 1990, if you want to go to 2000, you could throw your 50 cents. You could throw your M&Ms. You could throw, your, you know, whoever you want to throw, depending on what years before 2007. You know, it was a lot of people. Truth be told, I didn't even know that it started in 07. I thought it started a lot earlier than that. As did I. As did I. But apparently... Now, we know Wikipedia isn't necessarily the most notable source, but trust me when I say, trust me, if it was anything before 2007, <laughs> I guarantee you, it would have been noted. This list literally starts from 2007 on up to for present day. So again, there were so many artists who had, whether they were one-hit wonders, whether they were artists who put out a bevy of albums and hits, or they had a nice run for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of artists we can name, but like I said, most notably, when you look at the evolution, the fact that Drake and Nicki Minaj 
have had the careers that they have had without having to make a freshman list in their entire career signifies that when you were partnered up with Lil Wayne, <laughs> chances are, <laughs> who needs a freshman list, baby? We got the ultimate cosign, you know? Do you think that the making that list is necessary nope. for your career? Not now. Uh, yes and no, depending on how you want to break it. Uh, if you want to break it in terms of will this catapult you to creating hits? No. You don't need this list for that. Because some do get the hits from it. As we see, there were a lot of names in some of these classes that we didn't know from a mainstream standpoint. But they still made the list. Yeah. To me, what's cool about this list is it gives you an insight of, you know, we are always saying, yo, let me hear some new music. I want to check out some people. Heck, y'all just gave me some people to check out that I didn't know from any of these lists. Mm-hmm. Right? I just gave y'all some yeah. people to go check out that y'all didn't know from these lists. Therefore, you can appreciate these freshman lists because of the fact that if it's someone you don't know, you can give them a chance, which I think is golden, especially coming as a person who is an underground artist. I get it. It's cool when you make a list like that. You don't need it because there are people who have been successful without it. Mm-hmm. But when you're on it, all eyes suddenly go to you because they're going to want to know who you are. And then because they do a cipher on the process with each class, you're going to see the person kill the cipher and you're going to say, man, now I really want to know who you are because you just killed this cipher. So you're going to go look up their stuff. Next thing you know, you actually just helped them blow up even more. So there's a cause and effect to it. Yeah. You know, it's not needed because you can be successful without it. But it is needed because, again, it puts an eye to a wider audience of people who may not know who you are. But because of that list, now they want to know you. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with it. With it. So, uh, thank you for going back to that question before we before we completely wrap this up, guys. Uh, which list or which class is your favorite personal class based off all of these we just broke down through? Short-term memory loss, I don't remember exactly, but I feel like 2009 through 2011 was a pretty decent run. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to so, I mean, if you had to choose between 2009 and 2011. Could you could you give me the 2010 list again, please? J. Cole, Pill, Nipsey Hussle, Freddie Gibbs, Big Sean, Wiz Khalifa, OJ the Juice Man, J-Rock, Fashan, and Donis. All right. And who was in 2009? J-A-U. Wale, B.O.B., Charles Hamilton, Asher Roth, Corey Guns, Blue, Mickey Fax, Ace Hood, Currency, and Kid Cudi. 2010 me. Mm. 
interesting interesting uh sorry guys i'm going 2011 who's in 2011 it ain't because of kendrick it is not because of kendrick and you know it's not because of kendrick buddy i know know. he knows it ain't because of kendrick i get it my crizzle baby but nonetheless, no, but still the fact that, you know, Kendrick happens to be the rival of Cole and he's in this class with my boy. <laughs> then of course, of course, I'm going to go with this list. 2011, Meek Mill, Big Crit, Saha the Prince, Lil Twist, Yellow Wolf, Fred the Godson, Mac Miller, YG, Lil B, Kendrick Lamar, and of course, our favorite rapper of them all, Dickie Simmons. Ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> I love how I set that up, right? I think Dick, yeah, because you, I completely forgot he was in that class. I think Diggy actually kind of messes that class up. To be completely honest. Oh, don't go there, dog. It's too elite for it to mess it up, dog. It's I, too, so you going to tell me Diggy messes up that list when y'all got OJ the Juice Man? OJ the Juice Man go hard. I mean, okay. Okay. <laughs> Half a brick, whole brick, eight. Okay, okay, yes, he goes hard when he's with Gucci. What has he done on his own? I'll just listen to him with Gucci. That's it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if it was not for yeah. Gucci, you I'm would not know it. who this man is. No, I'm good with it. <laughs> no. You also listen to no. Yellow Wolf. Like, if somebody played Yellow Wolf today, would you like skip it or or would you vibe? Yellow, Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf. Bruh, Yellow Wolf. You know, yeah, man, Yellow Wolf is a beast, bro. Again, it's just it's oh, tough. Are you a white rapper? No, he's from. Uh, I don't see where he's from actually. No, nah, he's too country to be from Memphis now. Uh-uh. No, nah, like he's he's, he's too definitely too country. Like his his is more. He's like a he's like a. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out, fam. Because I'm saying he's more of a. I get an Alabama, Mississippi, Texas type of vibe from him. You know what I mean? Like one of them type of countries. Never you know listen what to mean? music. Sorry. Uh, I have no opinion. Man, listen. Check him out. You'll get an opinion. That guy right there, Yellow Wolf. The man does did a song with Twister and Buster Rhymes and kept up with the both of them. How many rappers you know can do that? Impressive. That's that's very exactly. impressive. That's very impressive. With little John on the with little John on the hook. What's up? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, that sounds like a banger. <laughs> it is. And you probably heard it before because it was on a 2K at that. Was it? Oh yes. That had I to believe be that was 13 or 14. It was 13 or 14. It was one of them two. Had to be one of those two. But yeah, I mean, in respect, 2010, 2011 rival each other nice and smoothly. You know oh, what I'm those saying? Are good comp- those are good competitions. And, and, and you got and you got 2009 for the honorable mention, for sure. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, because underground-wise, 2013, depending on how you like your underground artist, y'all, 2013 is definitely one of the ones you can kind of, you know, Sprinkle on in there, maybe. It just depends on how you like your underground artists. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, uh, that being said, we've given our thoughts, our views, what we think 
about double XL's freshman list, which has told us and taught us so much about a the direction of hip hop and how it has changed from 2007 to present day. B, how many artists have fell off, mm. are still on point, and who's the future? And we will see going forth how the rest of these lists will go. If there will be a 2021 list, we don't know. Don't know why there wasn't a 20, uh, 2008 list. Still don't understand that one yet, people. That's the one. You know what? I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen. Since Drake and Nikki, since they didn't do a 2008 list, Drake and Nikki are officially on the 2008 list. That's the list they own. You know what I'm saying? Because why not? And I'm, why I'm not? St- and I'm still choosing the 10. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, listen. I got to research who was popping in 2008 so I can try to come up with a list. All I know is I know Drake and Nicki should definitely be on somebody's year they list. Should. And they since should 2008 be. didn't get one, that's the list they deserve to be on. Because for whatever reason, I don't know why you didn't make one in 2008. That's the year they definitely would have made it. I'm pretty sure of it. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, uh, it was fun. I, I, I shout out to my fellow, my uh, also lovely co-host, and of course, the man with the plan, the hardest working man in show business, Mr. Derek himself. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, as you know, Ox, all good Ox, things come to an end per usual. So uh, it's about that time we wrap things on up. So y'all make sure y'all let us know what y'all think about who makes the best freshman hip-hop list for XXL. Most importantly, we want to say thank you so much for always rocking with us. I want to shout y'all out for all the people who are listening to us across the world. Not just the United States of America, but we're getting more support from the people in Florida than our own state of Georgia. And Georgia is supporting us really hard, y'all. So that's the crazy part. Shout out to our people in Florida who are really rocking with us pretty hard. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the fact that y'all are beating Georgia really got me out here surprised. Like, wow. Our listenership is moving out of Florida. Especially when I talk about how bad Florida is with uh, uh, (laughs) COVID stuff, you know? Yes, but he don't mean that. He means it, but he don't mean it right now because y'all rocking with us, and I know he appreciates that listenership. So ladies and gentlemen, shout out to everybody in Florida, Miami, West Palm Beach, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to all of y'all, Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville, make some noise. Come on now, y'all know Panama City, baby. Y'all already know what it is. We thank y'all. We love y'all. Make sure you follow us uh, at PTA. OTS, uh, you know what I'm saying, on Instagram. Make sure you check out Plugged In right here on YouTube. Independent artists, if you want to submit some music, you already know. Send it over to PTA Music at OTSGuys.com. That's PTA Music at OTSGuys.com. Again, remember, we got a fans battle coming on March the 26th. That's right, you know what it is. Tupac representing the West Coast. Biggie representing the East Coast. The East Coast-West Coast rivalry is back one more again, ladies and gentlemen. It will come back for one night only, where the West and the East clash in beef. You already know what time it is, so uh, (laughs) I know I just did it again, but ladies and gentlemen, we thank you again. (laughs) 
for joining us. And uh, yeah, I'm Dwayne. That's Janine. This is Derek. You already know. Follow all things at OTS guys. Follow Janine at Nina N Double I S O L. Well, I spelled that totally wrong. N Double I N A S O L. You know to follow Derek at Derek underscore OTS and follow the OTS guys page at OTS guys on Instagram and Twitter. Check out the website www.otsguys.com. But anyway, this is the longest outro ever. I'm sorry, people. Y'all know how it is. We just had some fun. Thank you for rocking with us as always. We love y'all. And until next time, peace.